On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the new Sixers head coach, the 26th in franchise history, Nick Nurse, introduced to the city of Philadelphia. Keith and I will give our observations from what went down, one being James Harden, a big part of the uh, press conference. We'll get into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-hosts and partners, always from the Enquirer.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire, Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, D? How you been? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Eventful day overall. Busy day uh, for both of us. We'll get into it all here on this episode of Locked On 76ers. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, we got a lot to talk about, man. Press conference today uh, on Thursday for the introductory press conference for Nick Nurse, now the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot came out of that conversation. Typically, you don't get a lot out of these press conferences, but it was very interesting. So we'll give our thoughts of just being there, some things that he had to say. And later on, we'll get into the James Harden piece of it, where he was asked about James Harden coming back and play for him. And he mentioned how he would like to coach James Harden. Put on the spot. He had to answer. He did. We'll get into it all a little bit later. And also, Keith, something that you wrote about. How about we get into a little Tyrese Maxey and uh, uh, what they're going to do in terms of paying him at some point, maybe before the start of next season. All right, Keith, uh, introduced. He was up on the on at the table with President of Basketball Operations, Daryl Morey, uh, lead owner of the 76ers, Josh Harris, and a slew of media uh there for the introductory press conference for one nick nurse man what were some of the key things that stood out to you i'll give mine as we go along as well we'll get to the james harden piece in the next segment but uh what were some of the things that stood out to you in this press conference i mean uh, i guess the main thing is like you know he was asked twice about getting past the second round and winning the championship and and he basically owned it i mean he basically you know, said, hey, look, you know, this is something that we got to face. This is something we got to face like head first. Um, you know, it's something that he's going to talk to his guys about. And he also talked about um, basically, you know, uh, building towards playing their best basketball in, in the playoffs and improving as the season, you know, goes along. So that to me, that really stood out because, you know, we all know what he's here for. I mean, he definitely here to, 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 win. to get out of, well, more so win. He's here to, like, everybody's here. Like, I think every coach is hired to win unless you're tanking. But specifically for this team, he was hired because the, the previous two coaches couldn't get out of the second round. You know what I mean? So, to me, it's like he's owning all that. Now, yeah, winning championship, but let's face it. A lot of people are hired to win chips and they don't. But for this team specifically, they just can't get out of the second round. And that led 
to Doc Rivers losing his job. So, you know, that's one thing. You know, the way that he talks about he wants to unleash Joel, he doesn't know how to do it yet. It, you know, it's still early, but that's the game plan. And, and, you know, so those are two of the things that really stood out to me uh, in, in in the press conference. Well, number one, if if just getting out of the second round is is the goal, then that's the problem. So uh, that's well, why I see, say here's, the see, here's the real. We got to be real. Oh, well, we got to be real. No, no, but I'm saying this. I'm saying this. I'm saying this. I, I, I can't get be tired. a motivating but, but, factor in anything. Yeah, but T, I get tired when you hear people like, when you say I want to win a championship, that's such coach speak to me that everybody says it. And I do think that he wants to win one. But let's be real. The reason okay, why I'm he's saying here, if you have a window of winning with Joel Embiid. So if he's coming here for Joel Embiid, then you're trying to win now, not just get out of the second yeah, round. But, That's but, nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. But at the same time, it's, it's also corny, too. Yeah, I, I got Joel Embiid. I'm trying to win a championship. It's corny to say just to get out of the second round. That's not going to do anything for anybody. Uh, Me, I sit here with you every day. If they just get out of the second round, just conference finals, that's not good enough. Of course it's not good enough to win a championship, but it's a whole lot better than what the last coaches do. I'm telling you. Here's the thing, D. I, I it it sounds great. It sounds great. But if they don't get out of the second round, all them dudes that's ahead of him, talking about the new coach, they out of here because they don't have anybody else to, to, to blame. Before you could blame Doc Rivers and all yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they done – yeah, we, we like, we're going to be pointing at Daryl Morey and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he done gutted the, the, the scouting department. He, uh, you know, there's it, all these changes and stuff like that. These guys, front office guys were supposed to be better. But all in the past, you could say, hey, brother man downstairs was messing up talking about Doc. So I get what you're saying. Like, you got to elevate to it, but you also got to be real. Like, the reason why Doc Rivers was fired wasn't because he didn't win a championship. It's because he didn't get out the second round. The reason why Brett Brown was fired wasn't because he didn't win a championship. It's because he couldn't get out the second round. Nick Nurse is here to get them out of the second round and then move on. It's like steps. So I'm just saying everybody, like Monty Williams, when he goes to the Detroit Pistons press conference, they're going to say, Coach, what's your goal? And he's going to say, I want to win a championship. 100%. And everybody's going to be like, all right, bro. Hey, yeah, like, his is mean- different because we know he's brought in to rebuild that situation. This is not just to rebuild the situation. This is to, hey, we have this guy here, and especially if you bring James Harden back, well, we need to elevate this part to your point of getting, yes, past the second round as the step to get to the NBA Finals. And if that's not the goal – and it's only to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm not buying that. That's not good enough. That's not a good enough selling point for me and bringing in any coach. I mean – Because of what happened before. Now, he said, to your point, to follow on your point, of a clean slate. You know, whatever happened in the past, he talked about that, right? Whatever happened in the past. That's speak, too. Right, exactly. So he was saying whatever happened in the past. Clean slate. (laughs) Right. He's like, yo. Hey, man, you – especially the stories that we hear about him – you know the the rel- the relationships and how you 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 kind of get on people and they kind of start to yeah kind of hear it one way and it goes out the other ear. You might not have long to 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 advance this team. So it, it's all about winning, man, and and that's that's where they are at this point. 
I understand your point. That's not good enough, in my opinion. Yeah, but bro, you you squishing up, man. I remember before you said the regular season mattered. Now you like championship or bust. We didn't, but we didn't say anything about the regular season. We said the second round. <laughs> we we didn't say anything about that. Uh, and I also said that if they didn't get to the championship this year, it was a failure. And I stand on that because they had a good enough team. Where my man Giannis at? Giannis. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it, the, he got ousted. It was between you and Boston. And neither one of you got there. Miami is the one in the NBA finals. And, and that wasn't good enough because this team was good enough to get to the NBA finals uh, based on the things that they did. And they didn't. So it's a, a question, though, real quick. Boston, I mean, Miami just got smashed. Yeah, so they got rocked. You think the Sixers would have done better? Uh, well, one, I th- we know that the series would have started here. So I think on their home floor, I think they probably would have fared better, yes. Game one would have been here in Philadelphia, so I say yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if they would have won the game, but I don't think they would have gotten blown out. Like Miami just wasn't in the game the entire night. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so that's that's where I am, man. Uh, always fun. Nice little debate uh, with that one, that piece. Uh, just for me, real You lost quick. again. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> um, the one piece that I, I took from it was, uh, you know, just to talking about, as he mentioned, and as we just alluded to a little bit, um, was coming in and clean slate. And the point I wanted to add to it off of that was, uh, when asked about the NBA Finals, he mentioned Nikola Jokic playing and the big man in today's league, where it's more of a perimeter game. The big man is becoming obsolete, doesn't mean as much anymore. And he said he disagreed because tonight Jokic was playing. The Sixers had a chance to be there and they had a chance to do so with Joel Embiid. And the one part that he talked about when asked about playing a different way with Embiid, where he can maybe pass a little bit more because of what he had with Marcus Gasol. Serge Ibaka as his centers in the past that would pass out of the type of offense that he had, that he feels like Embiid has that similar type of skill set. He has the capabilities of doing something similar, not maybe to the numbers of Jokic, because Jokic is different in that in that way, but saying that he can be a better passer within the offense and make things easier on himself and for his teammates. I found that interesting because he said that's what I've liked to what I've liked to have done in the past, and I've done it. And I got the sense, Keith, that that's something that he would still like to incorporate, even with Embiid, who's more looking as a scorer than he is as a passer. Yeah, but do you think I, I my, my when he said that, do, do you think Embiid can do that role though? Um, I think sometimes yes. Here, here's why. Will he do it? I don't know. But here, here's the yes part of if he slowed himself down and not got sped up a little bit in these games. You can pass out of the double team, and it doesn't have to lead directly to the assist. It could lead to the assist to the assist or that extra pass to get to that bucket. That would cut the turnovers down. If he can just simply, and he's a smart guy, identify where all of the the extra attention is coming from and pass the basketball out of that double team, or even before the double team gets there, but the cutting is happening in the Nick Nurse offense, then yes, I can. And we're only talking in this case, Keith, because of Embiid, five assists a game. That's all we're talking, maybe four. But it's just the recognition and the acknowledgement and not panicking when it does come. We've seen him do it really well. 
and we've seen him handle it poorly. Can he do it? Yes. Will he? I don't know. How much will Nick Nurse play a part in that? Yeah. You know, one thing that he said, too, when he was talking about load management with Kawhi. Yeah. And I, I don't think MB is going to go for that. I mean, I because because I'll, I'll be not. In what sense? Well, because Kawhi was missing games, man. Like, he wasn't playing a lot. Yeah. And, I, and I think, like, I think being MVP, being first team All-NBA, Stuff like that matters matters to Embiid, man, more than he'll admit to it. Well, and, and Kawhi, though, I think, was coming off of an injury where they were. Yeah, he was coming off of injury. And but, they were trying to keep him, so they were trying to let him do whatever he wanted. <laughs> he was yeah, a- but 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 I think I think that Nick and the and the coaching staff might be the ones who want Embiid to rest. To rest but I don't think Embiid because yeah, he like rest for the playoff. I mean, the way he was saying it. Like, but I'm when he was talking, I was saying to myself, like, I don't know if this is gonna work, bro. Like, you know, what I mean, especially now, I forget how many games it is, but you're gonna have to play next year in X amount of games, sixty, you know, probably like sixty five or something, or like something that. like it, yeah. And it's like for the know, awards to count for, for your, yeah, for your awards to count, and then you also like you got playing. I believe it's like seventy percent of the games anyway. For for yeah, it is seventy percent of the game for your stats to count. So I'm looking at it like, you know, and B might, you know, yeah, you everybody says the right things and this and that, but how many times this year when we thought MB wasn't going to play, or at least the year before that, you thought he wasn't going to play, and then he ran on the floor, like you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to work the way that they think. It could work. Well, just real fast, Keith, on the season, he played 66 games. Last season, he played 68. He averaged uh, 34.6 minutes and uh, 33.8 in the 21-22 campaign. So if anything, I wonder if it's just more of monitoring the minutes more so than missing the games. And, and like, he missed those games, but a lot of those times were because of injuries, right? Yeah. Right. So stuff like that. So, yeah, he's going to factor in. So – but but at the same could it be time, a minutes could it be a minutes thing where you make sure it's in that mid thirties and not getting into the forties? I mean, you could, but but you know anything about Nick Nurse in the past? He plays his key players a lot, a lot of minutes, minutes. <laughs> so a lot. So we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Well, then maybe Joel won't be complaining because he'd be out there and he'd be playing a lot of minutes. So we shall see. Coming up on the other side, we got to get to the other all-star player on the team and that is James Harden and what Nick Nurse had to say about Harden potentially coaching him in the upcoming season does he want him back he said yeah I would like to coach him but it's not necessarily in his hands James Harden is going to make that decision we'll get into it next right here on Locked On 76ers let's talk about FanDuel right you know FanDuel is the bomb I guess you got to say it right here's the thing about FanDuel though right so with, with FanDuel, you know, you can make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals because right now new customers could get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Before it was just $2,000. That's $2,500 back on bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place, a better place to place a bet in the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on 
and get your no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back, and uh, thanks for always making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more. This little Nick Nurse stuff is just, they keep giving us content, uh, something to talk about every day. So we'll do that again here on Locked On 76ers. Keith, he was asked also, new head coach Nick Nurse, about James Harden. Does he want to coach him? Will he be back? What he looks like and all that stuff. Has he talked to him? He said he did speak with him, and we just – pretty much put that to after he got the gig and he did answer the question of how tough it was to defend against him, how much of a, a fantastic player he is in this league and how much he feels like he can coach him uh, in this offense, in his offense, now that he has taken over uh, the job. You have a great sense of sifting through things when, when people in the uh, business say certain things. Uh, what did you make of, what are you saying about? <laughs> I, I, I smell. I smell. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look. So, look, here's the deal. This is oh, my James, observation. Sorry. Here's yeah. my observation. Sorry, y'all. So, listen. Nick Nurse is a smart dude. Yes, he right? is. Polished. My man looks you in the eyes. He delivers. People say stuff. It's all like, you know, Great question. Oh, I like the words you use. Howard Eskin said, do you want James Harden back? And he said, James is a great player. That's not what I asked you to answer the question. <laughs> then all of a sudden, he starts stumbling, stuttering over words. He didn't saying, expect that. Uh, that, that, that follow-up um, question. Uh, and then he, after he said what he said, let me after he said what he said, he finished it with, yeah. And I'm like, so I'm like, yo, bro, you trying to convince yourself? Like, didn't it sound like that, D? It sounded like he was trying to convince himself. I was yeah. like, yo, he, he he says, well, I would I say he this. trying to get away from the question at that point. Um, J- um, James has a decision to make, and um, uh, I would be very happy if he came back. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. James is gone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? That's what I felt like. You know what I mean? So, like, I like Nick Nurse. But, like, first of all. I do like Nick Nurse. I actually, yeah. I, first yeah, of all, that wasn't the question for him to answer. It, it was. Like, That's a Daryl Morey question. Yeah, that was a and, and look, the way Daryl, I mean, the way my man Howard, and I like Howard. A lot of people, a lot of people, like, some people like him, some people don't. I like Howard. The funny part is my man was in the middle of answering one question and Harold was just like, Harold, uh, Howard was just like, what do you want him back? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> but, but nah, the way he, like, it, he sounded like a coach that knows the pro, the player probably ain't coming back. That's what it sounded like. And then later on he was asked, you know, uh, to give a spill for him. And he gave one saying, if you want to win, you want to do this, you want to come back. But to me, when you got to do all that, like, I mean, you know, you it doesn't seem, it doesn't look good to me. Like, it doesn't, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't look good. It just seems like things might be a little dire than than people are saying. You, you know what I'm saying? It just seems that way. 
But yeah, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a tough spot, like you said, because that's not a question for him. Um, if he likes the player, of course he wants the player back. I mean, uh, if he doesn't like him, he's going to say he wants him back. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know because, what I mean? Because number yeah. one, for all the people who know, yes, he, he, he has a chance to opt out and he has to do so by June 29th. That's on the um, that's on the Thursday before free agency starts. So he has the entire month to do so. Of course, we all think he's going to do that opt out so he can get a longer term contract and maybe some more money to go along with it. So that's one, going, bro. I think he's going, man. Well, well, I mean, I'm not even saying that. I'm just simply yeah. saying that as of right now, when Nick Nurse is answering this question, he's a member still of the 76ers organization until he opts out. Uh, that being said, so he's still talking about him as if he's a current player, which he technically is until he actually opts out. So he's doing all that. And he probably has a sense, though, already, Keith, like you just mentioned, that he's probably gone. So it's a tough question for him to answer in this introductory press conference when he doesn't know what when he when he spoke to the player, the player didn't say he was leaving in <laughs> uh, speaking with some other things like the what Daryl Morey and Elton Brand and them have talked with James Harden about already since the season has ended, they probably shared it with him, of course. However, there's no certainty until we get to June 30th. So it's a tough question for him to have to answer, and it's something that Daryl Morey needed to address and not Nick Nurse because that's a front office thing, not a coaching thing because the guy's technically still a part of the roster and if he comes back, he'll be fine with it. He'll, you know, have a choice. Guy's going to opt in or sign a contract. And that's something that he's, you know, understanding of. True. So, I, I don't know. But it was a weird um, uh, interaction uh, between those two as they talked about it. So, will James Harden come back or not? I don't know. I guess my question is, Keith, I don't know how he functions in the Nick Nurse offense because of the movement and all those things that are uh, pressuring the deep, pressuring the ball as a defender, as a guard. Uh, when I mentioned having Alvin Williams on the show on, on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. When I had Alvin Williams on the show on Tuesday, he talked about how his guards are guards who like to pick up, you know, before they get across half court pressure on the basketball. And it may not just have to be with the guards. You might have another, like Matisse Thibault, if he was still here and he was starting, that's the guy that you're talking about, right? Jalen McDaniels, if he was the starter, you're gonna put, you're gonna give him that responsibility. Jaden Springer, if he was the starter, that um, DeAnthony Melton, that's not James Harden. That's a part of it when you're talking about factoring the defense of the Toronto Raptors, and that's that's the one thing about this all. Does James Harden even fit in a Nick Nurse style of defense as a player? Uh, nah, not really. He doesn't. I mean, yeah, think he about all of the players that he's had. None. Yeah, the the problem is, is it, that's one of those catch twenty two we keep saying. Like he doesn't make them better, but you he you you he's also someone you don't you can't replace either because of you his can't office. just how. I don't I don't know how they can do it, man. I'm sorry. I, I don't like I, I just don't. I mean, because I mean, you know, maybe you, you think you hope DeAnthony Melton can take another step forward. But I don't see. I mean, you know, 
defensively, Tyrese improved a little bit. He did, but, but it's still going to attack him. Yeah, it's still going to attack him. I would. And then Melton's ball handling is okay, but I don't know. Like it's tough, man. It's tough. Well, you know they're going to have to make some moves, and and that's also tough. You know, unless they get a team that's super duper desperate. That's why the fascinating part is going to be this offseason where Daryl Morey has made some nice moves so far these three years. This is going to be an extremely important offseason for Daryl Morey, his first coach. This is his first hire. He didn't hire Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was hired a couple of months, a couple of weeks before Daryl Morey. And um, in this case, this is his first hire as a head coach. So fascinating. Now, Harden, he may not have to be the guy to pick up full court because, look, with Toronto – Scotty Barnes picked up full court. They would have Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry would pick up full court or 70 feet away from the basket before they got across half court. It, James Harden may not have to be that guy, but that is a part of what Nick Nurse likes to do. So very, very fascinating. And as that uh, is part of the conversation, Keith, you wrote about something with Tyrese Maxey. We've talked about it in general. And um, his contract is he's up for a contract extension after he finished his third year in the NBA. He's had a very nice last two seasons for this team. He is the best young player they have. They have a decision to make of if to pay him this year and extend him before the start in October of next season or let him get to the season and he'll be a restricted free agent the following year. Should the 76ers pay Tyrese Maxey? How much should they pay Tyrese Maxey? We'll get into that in the final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That is Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens here with you as we break down all from the press conference. We thank you all for hanging out with us. You know where to go when it comes to 76ers conversation. Got to come right here. Locked on 76ers uh, hanging out with us, including in the offseason. And part of that offseason, it may not happen right away. It could happen later. And once they get to training camp and or be right before October, the first game and the getting an extension done with Tyrese Maxey coming off another fantastic uh, third year campaign for him. Second year thrust into a starting role because it had been Simmons situation, adapting to James Harden at the trade deadline when he was acquired at that time. And this season taking another step in terms of his scoring. We've seen him finish in the last two seasons, Keith, in the top five of shooting percentage in the NBA when we didn't know that he, that he had that in him. Uh, so he's gotten better offensively. There's still room for improvement. That is part of Nick Nurse's job is to continue to improve this talented young player. Defensive uh, defensive things aside, we know this guy can score. So with that, the only young player that is going to be in this type of conversation to get this type of money, Keith, should they extend him this offseason or take it into next year and have him as a restricted free agent and look to match an offer sheet? I, I, I think you need to extend this guy this summer. I mean, I, I think that, you know, a lot of times, sometimes uh, 
especially when we look at these other dudes who got paid, right? So some of these guys, you know, Tyler Hero, you can argue saying, well, you know, he had a really successful season. He's this, he's that. He's a six-man of the year six that man year. Of the year. Yeah. But for the most part, like, I mean, I even think that Maxie's better than him. I mean, because now, again, Tyler Hero can shoot the ball. He can do this. He's a great player. But I think that – He's a good what, player. Huh? Well, He's a good, good player. player. But I think for what Maxi is doing, Maxi can can be – Pretty good. I think, like, not to bring your cousin in this, and I think we talked about this before, you know, his cousin, y'all, is Mikel Bridges for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And Mikel Bridges was, what, a third option when he was in, in, in Phoenix, right? He was a third option, utility player. He goes to Brooklyn. He's, he's not an all-star this year, but he was the number one option, the best player. Had phenomenal games. In the playoffs – you know what I mean? It was easy for the Sixers to focus in on him, whatever, yada, yada, whatever. I mean, he still had some pretty good games. But I think that that could be Maxi. I do. Now, I'm not saying that Maxi's going to go somewhere and become an all-star, but I think he could go somewhere and be in, in the right situation, be that guy. Now, some people are going to argue with me. They're going to say, well, what about this? What about that? I'm not saying, like, taking the team to a championship. I'm just saying in the right situation could be that dude. So when you say, when you, when you factor that stuff in and you say that all these other guys got paid and got extensions, and then you want to be, make him a restricted, the way that's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you want other teams to make the value? Um, yeah. Uh, make the value, for more value. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't think that's right. But also, I think it's good to lock them in now anyway, because what's going to happen is, and I would try to lock them in long term, because what's going to happen is after the 2024, excuse me, 25 season, is when the new TV deal comes out. So what's going to happen is there's going to be more money. The salary cap is going to, it goes up every year, but it's really supposed to go up. So next thing you know, you can mess around and Max will be like, well, Give me a two-year deal. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, if he balls out, you're really going to have to pay him then. So I'm just saying this to say that, you know, I think for the Sixers just to do goodwill, pay this guy what he's worth. He's worth more than what the 21st pick in the 2020 draft should make because all these guys we're talking about were basically lottery picks, and he's getting more – and he's outperforming them. So, yes, I'm under the belief that they need to pay the man now. Yeah, I'm with you. This is one of those keep it simple kind of things. You you don't have any young players. He has shown that he has the potential of maybe reaching a certain level uh, in this league. He can be a 20-point-per-game scorer in this league. And while that's somewhat normal in the NBA now, you still need that type now as hard as he works and the things that he does, I think he can get better. He has to improve his ball handling. He has to improve his defense. And he's a fantastic shooter right now from what we didn't think Mm -hmm. he was. So I give him that credit for working to get to where he is. So I'm with you. I would pay him. And the numbers, you know, it can get skewed. When you talk about Tyler Hero, he got four for 120. R.J. Barrett, the names that we're talking about, uh, four for 107 from the Knicks. 
Anthony Simons, a talented wing uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. He got a four for an even 100. And uh, the one that really eclipsed all of them was Jordan Poole after winning the championship. He got four for close to close to 140, somewhere between 140 and 160. I don't remember off the top of my head, but he got the most. Maxie's not going to get that. And I just think that when you're looking at those types of numbers, I do like I do think he's better than R.J. Barrett at this stage. Barrett is a different uh, size on the wing and all that stuff, but impactful player in the playoffs. While Barrett has done some things, Maxie has done more in the two seasons that he's had to perform. Even in his rookie year, he had that one game against the Hawks in game six, Keith, uh, to force the game seven, help force that game seven. We've seen Maxie do a lot where he is a foundational piece right now until unless they make a move and he has to be included in it, he has to be included as a foundational piece here. So that's why you pay him. If things change and you have to move him, he's already under contract and they can move that contract as a talented young player. So uh, for right now and for the future, I think you, like you pointed out, I think you signed him now. And okay, I, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, there's a social media is going to buzz with Fred Van, Van, Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Yeah, so I always, you, always have, you always have fun with that name, so I can't yeah. wait. I, I, you know what? I told people I'm gonna call him for now. I'm calling Fred VV, Fred <laughs> VV. You know, for whatever reason, you always say Van Fred Van, Van Fleet. Yeah, it's yeah. Van Vliet. Yeah, so, so I can't wait until he comes here. You have to say his name every day. <laughs> like Fred VV. <laughs> but listen, so hey, hey, is, you know, so there are certain people who think. You know, there's reports going out there, and I don't. It, I mean, it's like, because you know, Fred was saying some nice stuff about Nick Nurse. Yeah. But there's some reports going out there where people think that Fred, the Sixers will probably do a trade for Fred. Now, in order, and that would probably have to do a sign and trade him getting money. Yeah. Because so, he has a player option, he's going to opt out. Because he has a player option, he's going to opt out. So now the deal is, people are saying that. You trade Tobias to Toronto now, but the thing is, to get somebody to take on Tobias's expiring contract, and you giving this guy away, who's going to get a be locked in probably. Would you you in the Sixers don't have any draft picks? Would you throw Maxi in the deal? Nah, in that case, yeah. I keep Maxi and Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what people are saying. Do you throw Max in the deal? I'm like, that no. might be a little tough. No, I wouldn't do that. Because then all you got is Fred VV and then B. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, no, I wouldn't do that. No. No, if Fred Van Vliet comes here, he'll just go in the long line of names that people can't say <laughs> yeah. in this city. Well, listen, man, fun one. Uh, of course, always good to debate, go back and forth with you. And oftentimes we agree on things. Uh, but uh, this is what we do, and especially when it comes to an important offseason for the 76ers, hiring their new head coach, uh, Nick Nurse, for the 76ers. Keith, um, as always, we thank everybody for checking in with us. We'll be back with you, uh, you know, making first your first listen, Locked On 76ers, every day, every day. Or so we'll get back to you on the next show and talk certainly more, dive deeper into things with the Philadelphia 76ers. you mind letting the good folks know uh, where they can find us? Yeah, you can catch us on here every day when I'm busting uh, my man detail in the debates. It's like, not nah, just joking. He 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 probably won. Nah, I don't know. He he didn't win. But anyway, so like, look, 
Now you can find, you can listen to, the, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at, right? It's free and available, right? Also, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is um, Locked On 76ers. But when you go to our YouTube channel, click on the Liberty Bell, you become a subscriber, and then you also get notifications whenever we uh, post podcasts, right? But then I would tell you to go listen to the Divine Giving Show today, but D is going to be off today on Friday. So D is lucky he has a, a day off. But then you can go on Monday. Make sure you go on Monday and listen to my man D from 6 to 10 p.m. on the Divine Giving Show. You can also follow him on Twitter at DivineG975, right? That's D-O-V-O-N. D oh my God. I'm about to call you my bad. I knew it. Look, it's D E V O N D E V O N G 975. Yo, I must have skipped over it. But um <laughs> should have had you on our spelling bee on the show last night. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, nah. My daughter's like, Daddy, you can't spell. You spelled his name wrong. But anyway, so look. You can then you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer and inquire.com. And I'll give you tips on how to beat Keith in any kind of debate. So there's that. Yeah, okay. We need to go back to that regular season debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, you have a good rest of your day. Everybody out there, thanks for listening and uh checking in as always. And we'll talk to you later. Peace.